Welcome back to another episode of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I am Mike. I am here with Anthony. I am here with Grizz. Hey, yo. Hi, how you feeling, guys? I feel like this yeah. episode could have had a very uh, different tone if things weren't going the way they were, right? Man, I feel yeah. like a million fucking bucks. Let me tell you what. Yeah. I feel great. It's yeah. a, it's a great. What, what did someone say? It's just like, it's like you know that's something where like oh, someone said something like you know in South Shrek Redaction where they have that like one good day in jail yeah. where it's great. That was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. we, we don't know what's happening next, but you know. Yeah, back in the back. We'll, we'll, well, yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a. Happened a lot faster than I thought. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Whatever you know, as long as. Everything worked out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that, how you guys doing? How you feeling? We're in nasty November, right? Yes. We kind of sprung this on everybody. Kind of, kind of just came to us, yeah, right? Springers came came to you in a dream, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's where everything comes to me in my dreams. You know, I didn't realize till after we kind of talked about doing this as kind of a you know a topic of discussion for November. I I really didn't realize how many movies we have that would fit in this like in this topic. Yeah, it's pretty right? much my entire collection. That's all I collect are yeah. these type of movies. So yeah, I feel a, like we have a, a wide variety to choose from for Nasty November, to say the least. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. I was like, wow, wait, this movie would probably be extremely offensive to some people, so that that maybe we could do that. Like, this movie mm. would be extremely uh, offensive to some people, so we could probably do that one too. <laughs> I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna have fun with this, right? A lot. Of, we're, we got, we're going back to our roots. Yeah, I think we had. I, I had a lot of fun last week with uh, vampires and other stereotypes. I think that was a good. A good introduction to some of the craziness that Nasty November is going to bring to us. I, I feel like we're going to actually uh, ramp it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right? I think it was a, a good easing in to the month for everybody. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. So, Grizz, why don't you uh, turn on that time machine, baby? All right. Oh, this is not pre-practice anyway. We are jumping I know, in what year. to the bad taste time machine. We're fucking logging on to Napster.com because we're turning that dial back to 1999. Mike, oh, set the scene. What what month? April <laughs> of 1999. Okay, well we got it. We got. Is it April? Uh, oh, Anthony's already thinking about the WWF I forgot, champion. I, I forgot if it was March or April. Of, what, what, if Mania was March or April that year, I think it was March. That means going into Mania, it was The Rock. Stone Cold beat him in WrestleMania 15, and then the next month was Backlash, and what was on the line was the Smoke and Skull belt because The Rock stole it from him and throw it. We thought he threw it off the bridge, but the Go Home Show him of Raw, he had it. <laughs> yeah. So Stone Cold was still champion, but the feud was for the belt, so the audience is still into it. So the answer is The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold on four ninety nine. Yeah, Stone Cold was. Yeah, he won it. He won it. Yeah, he yeah, won it back. Yeah, he won yeah. it back. Won it the year before for Michaels. Oh, you're right. From 14. Wonderful. You know what happened? In, you know what I, I realized? And I asked Anthony, and he was like, oh, like, wasn't that 1996? Yeah. yeah April 20th of 1999. 
the Columbine High School Massacre. Ooh. I don't know why I thought it was 96. I thought it was way earlier, too. There was a, Wasn't there another shooting in 96? Not as know, big dude, as this, that's secondary. for sure. I mean, this was the, the, the big one that I remember being. I was in school for it at the time. So I remember all of us being. I remember they sent us home at our school the day that it happened. I don't think we got sent home. No, we no, we never got. Sent. I remember when nine eleven happened. Like in like we like didn't get the, sent home for nine eleven. I, I remember in the middle of the day, like people were like crying in the hallways and going into tech, and they told us what happened. And like tech was like sixth period. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. You gotta stay here for six more periods. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They My dad lives in like, I know your family works in the city. Trust me, your parents are worried about it. Don't worry. Enjoy this fucking Bill Nine video. Well, we we didn't get let out. And we, you know, we as you know, we live in a, a baseball know, throw. A baseball, sub- yeah, a baseball, baseball throw, throw from away city. from the city. And, you know, a lot of people's parents work there, all yeah. that stuff. We were still at school and everyone's like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Oh, yeah. You could literally see like the smoke plume from where we lived. It's like, oh my god, that's wild to me that you guys being so close to the city too didn't get sent home. That that's crazy. But I will. But what know, the fuck would they do to us? I will, they, nothing happened and fucking. I, out. I will say the one thing that my district did, did as the weeks leading up from all the smoke from the city was like going by us that i remember they did shut down like after school activities and like sports oh look but, at that but that's what i was like great so the one thing we look forward to in the morning in the, in the after school that you provide to us you take away so besides all the downer <laughs> stuff about columbine and everything like that i'm actually yeah, super fond of 1999 it's probably one of like my favorite years from my childhood oh, he likes Phantom Menace. was on fire for me uh, just I was skateboarding at the time. Just I think pop culture in general was just yeah. really just on some cool shit with like the cartoons from like King of the Hill and South Park being on the air. Just probably one of the best time periods in my childhood was 1999. Yeah. Hey, hey, were soap shoes around in 1999? Yeah. I, got, I, got oh, I got mine. I got mine. I got mine. Soap shoes, dude. 99 to 2000. I broke my arm. I broke my arm with soap shoes. Yeah, for, on on confirmed dumb old Chris Haggerty's stoop. Yeah, I remember Confirmed. getting in trouble in high school, jumping on handrails and shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got the broadsides in 2000. You know the broadside ones? It's where the grind plate went from the toes to the heel, too. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Not, yeah. Only could, Extra. not only could it go, go, go um, soul, I could do like this. Oh, my God, I'm, Anthony. I'm doing that. Also, 99 was also big for Grizz because he was a bi- he's a big Jar Jar fan. Yeah. And that's when Phantom Menace debuted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the one I was, dude probably I, I, here who's never seen a Star Wars movie is me, so I'm not, a huge Jar Jar I, fan. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm not going to lie, man. Even even as a kid, seeing that movie, the level of disappointment that I had when I saw that movie was still there. I, you'd ask my parents, I thought I hated it. To the point where I didn't see Attack of the Clones until like years later. Almost ruined the whole series for you, right? Yeah, it did. did. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure if In the Menace was 99. I remember being in like fifth or sixth grade. Dude, the brink of Y2K, we were right there. What a what a shit frenzy that was remember, for everybody. Do you, do you remember the what the big Y2K that was the biggest computer issue of Y2K was that one corporation complained about? It was Blockbuster, and someone got like a late receipt for like from 1947 or something. That's awesome. That was the Y2K. That was Y2K. <laughs> None of the planes fell out of the sky. What are you talking Nothing. about? Some guy got a charge of like fifty dollars 
from late fees that stem uh, from 1947. So you that, got uh, mail was good, exist. but I didn't keep it for that long. This is bullshit. I keep it forever. <laughs> Aren't you, you rented City Lights, directed by Charlie Chaplin. Oh, my God. All right. So if you haven't, actually, we haven't given you really any clues, but if you listened to last week's episode, you would know that this week's movie is a 1999 shot on video punk rock movie by Marcus Koch named Rot, which I enjoy, Grizz. Nah, maybe. 50, 50. Anthony, ah, we don't know I'm yet. I'm still but... figuring out what I watch. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. this the scissor reel for SLC Punk? I don't know. I'm guessing not. <laughs> yeah, so this is a Marcus Koch movie, and he was more known for his special effects, right? More so than his directing. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you look at his, uh, you look up his page and you look up his, uh, his body of work, his special effects listing is a fucking mile long. His, uh, well, he did a bunch of other stuff too from set design. I mean, he's pretty much done everything you can imagine in filmmaking, but he, his specialty is definitely the blood and guts aspect of things. If you've seen that movie, We Are Still Here from 2015 he was like the special effects like coordinator oh, really? or something like that on that on that movie yeah. i know idea that that was connected to us yeah there you go we connected it to yeah, rock big shout out so, to my buddy guy uh, who's uh plays dagmar in that movie kills it yeah see look <laughs> more connections all connected now we're connected uh some of the movies that you would know maybe that marcus koch did though uh bad blood Hundred Tears. Do you have Hundred Tears? I do have Hundred Tears, and it's hand painted by the, Marcus himself. The the version. I was gonna that I say got. that's that's the one that has like a gnarly cover, right? Yeah, it's like a hand painting of a of a sad clown, uh, which is one of the the main character in the movie. And I, I guess there's like a hard you know artwork for the DVD and stuff like that. But having the hand painted one by him himself is that's fucking sweet, man. Yeah, I. I would agree. I have That's a hand painted uh, version of this movie also of Rot that he did for us. Damn. So somebody that's in this movie that is a bad taste video veteran, Joel Winecoop, right? <laughs> he is back as Dr. Robert Olson, and you would know him from Creep, right? He was also in um He's fucking, he's literally in most, I was going to say, almost all of Tim Ritter's movies, right? (laughs) He's, he's in a ton of shit, but I love him in this. As big as like, uh, Marcus's list of like directoring or directorial, you know, things that he's done and writing and makeup and visual effects. Wine Coops is equally as long for fucking movies that he's starred in because that dude is, if it's an underground film, even a bunch of like the Lindenman stuff that we were just talking about last week, he's been in. Yeah, Wine Coop is a shot on video, low budget horror legend. He's the master, right? Yeah, in the in the bad taste video hall of fame. Yeah, he's say? still doing it, and he dude, he's self promoting. I got so much respect for Joel. He's the fucking man. Dude, we should do that. We should make a bad taste video hall of fame. I like that. Yeah, it's, he's he's the first inductee in my opinion. Yeah, That's yeah, he's idea. he's first ballot, right? Yep. First, <laughs> first ballot, first pick. Uh, we have Tiffany Stinky as Sarah. Oh my God, these names. Uh, no other credits, right? That's yeah. it. And then we have Billy Scam, who plays Muzzy, 
who kind of was like an assistant throughout the whole movie, right? Apparently throughout the whole production of the movie, he had he had something to do with pretty much everything, right? And a lot of the uh, behind-the-scenes footage, you see it's him with Marcus Koch. I'm pretty sure his like they just bought a bunch of weed and munchies and a video yeah. camera. <laughs> this uh, was the yeah. <laughs> They didn't do too much work. <laughs> well, well Moved they, the car when he wasn't stoned. Uh, <laughs> well, you gotta he, go to that side of the street, man. He wasn't very positive about the movie and everything that I saw. Like he's talking about the special effects, and he's like, "Yeah, they used Knox gelatin." Oh my god! And they god. show them like taking it off, and it's like just fucking ripping their skin so off. They're like cool. wincing as they're doing it. I never, I didn't see the behind the scenes of this. I didn't know there was on the VHS. However, Carlos, this looked like it was a nightmare. Yeah, this looked like it was not fun to film. Well, they say in the in yeah. some of the interviews that. There were things that they did special effects wise where it took hours of makeup and they just yeah. never used it in the movie. Wait, and that's what? why like he has like his neck duct taped at one point and all this stuff. Like they they just felt I guess it didn't work, so they cut it from the film. So you he's like, tell yeah, me that was, they, uh, they left out cool effects and they left in fucking three minutes of bullshit nothingness that we didn't need I, in this movie. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay. Wait, can I just ask one more question before we move on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My question is, did they say it was hours of bad special effects? (laughs) No, No, I'm not trying to be funny. No, no, not (laughs) not hours, not hours. Like just, it took hours to do, like do the makeup and then they didn't use it. They must have, it must have looked bad for someone to go, you know what? Maybe we just do this instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, but I, it's it's I I just was so curious because I just want to know like after if you spend so much time it's why not shoot it? Did your copy have like extra stuff at the end? Yeah, it did. Like like the EI uh, what do they call it? Not EI. Yeah, I think actually it is part of the EI that. thing, right? Right, it is. Yeah. Uh, it, like a, it's a video outlaw VHS release, and a lot of times they have extra stuff it's alternative at the end of the movie that uh that's at the end of this that's on mine yes 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 and they'll have extra stuff at the end of the vhs and behind the scenes there's interviews right there's like b-roll it's pretty cool i like when these shot on video movies include all that extra stuff at the end you get kind of a glimpse at who the people were that were making it right like these people seemed like they were legitimate like punks at the time, oh, yeah, right? you could tell these were 100% who these people are. Like, you know, maybe an exaggerated version, but it's the culture that they're comfortable in. Especially yeah. with the amount of people that they have uh, with exploited, painted uh, punk jackets. Yeah, discharge right? fucking patches and shit. I love that. Yeah, lots of, lots of dead Kennedys, too. I think I saw a few Misfits shirts. Uh, it, it's fun watching these movies. And looking at like the shirts that the people are wearing oh, and yeah. what they're wearing at the time, especially like 1999, where we would have been relatively young at the time. And like kids like this that were in my high school, you would see and be like, oh, man, like they're cool. Fucking like, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like you look now and you're like, wow, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, though, that I will give this movie. I mean, the cast isn't huge. But it feels authentic. Like it doesn't. Like I would. I think it would be weird if you had like a bunch of like non-punk kids dressed like these people were trying to be punks. I think it wouldn't come off the same way. This does feel like these people are legitimately punk rockers, and this is their lifestyle. 
This really reminded me, like, just when I was watching this, it really reminded me of the style of films I used to get when I used to, like, order those, um, like, video compilations from, like, like Fat Records and, like, like when I was, like, in, like, middle school. Like, I would, like, the tape trading, like... Like I used to tape trade like video like music video stuff. At, like, yeah, lunch. some of this could have easily and been just band yeah. footage from like tour footage and shit like it, that. that. Yeah, it looks all the a lot stuff like was that. taken like, out. Music videos, yeah. Well, the soundtrack was like very uh, like legitimate punk rock music. Yeah, I had fun. Some with Some of it, it was a, some of it was a little ridiculous. Some of it was actually very good. I have a rash. Yeah. The end song to that credits, I fucking loved. Yeah, especially because it fits with the movie, right? Yeah, and it was, oh, just like it's 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 a it reminded me of like Guar, but it's like more of like a punk rockier version of like early Guar. I just punk really got guar. into that song. Check it out. Now, I have a rash. Now this movie was filmed in Florida, and you could tell it was filmed in Florida, right? Everything just screamed Florida in this. Even the people, <laughs> the people yeah. scream Florida. Yeah. And not just Joel D. Winecoop. No, right? no, like everybody. <laughs> uh, it's pretty. It's pretty interesting watching this movie because it's that shot on video style. That's it's done. It's done well. Like the person knows what they're doing, or at least has an idea. Like with the way that they're shooting scenes. Easy Tiger. The way. Uh, well, I think it's. I think it's done better than a lot of other things that we've seen. There's a lot seen. of one takes. Yeah, well, they're they you know, it drags on a little bit at points. Yeah, I think it's I think the official runtime is like eighty two or eighty three minutes or something like that. Yeah, and and that's definitely not including the uh, special features. No, yeah, no, that's that's just the film somehow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so why don't we hit the trailer and we'll get into this movie. for a movie yeah that's fucking awesome uh grizz would you like to do the uh synopsis or would you like me to do it i'll give it a rundown okay let's go for it man a floridian punk rock chick <laughs> fucks a dead guy catches the disease rot and then gives it to her unlucky boyfriend and they're both are you sure you dying. watched the movie are you, are you sure you watched the movie or just reading the news about Florida? Oh my god. Buzzing. Okay, Buzzing. I'll see myself out. I drove myself. That was actually a really good synopsis, that was man. Really good. You nailed that good this job. week. Damn. See? You you're really pumped. You really tone the movie down for me to simplicity and I can really nail those synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. I like that they named it the rot virus. 
Robert Olson transmutation virus. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah. After the doctor, after Wen Coop, it's great. Now, yeah, do you think good. they wanted to call the name Rot so they had to think of something that like yes, like it's, they they made the name of 100%. the guy after they made the virus. Yeah, they definitely percent. weren't like, oh, I had this idea for the Robert Olson transmutation. Yeah, thing. yeah. Hey, that's Rot. Yeah, <laughs> Whoa, holy shit, rot. it is Rot. Did it was you 100% know, the other way. Did you know if you spell God backwards, it's dog? <laughs> dog. <laughs> it's not a Sam Bro. shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. Dog. That's great. <laughs> My critter's replica over here, the Krite replica, speaks to me. <laughs> Tells me to eat Doritos. Uh, uh, we, me and Beard have been working on that short film for a while. I'm not your dog. Yeah, pal. <laughs> I'm not your dog. I'm not your chief, pal. <laughs> So the three characters that you really only deal with in this movie, well, there's a couple, but we're, it's only really uh, Muzzy and Sarah. And then there's obviously Joldy Winecoop as Dr. Robert Olson. And the cast kind of has like a few people that just come in for a second. I think the kid's name is Iggy. Yeah. Right. He's like the like mall a, rat. They call him people. like a yeah, there's like, uh, oh man, what was his name? Uh, did I write it down or not? Nah? What, the barcode He's, neck guy? The, uh, oh, dude, Pitbull you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Pitbull is the guy that's like the deep state fucking, yeah, I'm going to use that word now. We're reclaiming that. Yeah, it's us. Uh, <laughs> taking it back. Taking he's like back. the he's like the guy that's like, I got to tie up all the loose ends. And then there's... Uh, Another FBI agent that I guess is supposed to be just like a normal agent. Oh, agent yeah. Dalton. That's like one of my favorite scenes in the movie, too. We'll get there. Yeah, I like that. Guy. Yeah, he, yeah, that's cool. Uh, then there's, you know, the mall rat. And then other than that, it's not really anybody specific. It's a pretty, pretty small cast. Yeah. But I like that. It's easy for me then. I don't have to fucking watch the movie 15 times trying to figure out names and like. Mm -hmm. deciphering old ass imdb pictures oh, like oh yeah. i wonder if this is this person but this movie uh you know the casting it works the guy that plays muzzy works and the girl that plays sarah also works very well and joel d Wan coop just obviously can play any character that uh you ask him to yeah, I, they're like, like a believable couple. Like they just seem like scumbag, you know, punk kids out, and they're like that would definitely hook up. Just would I, you I feel like I know those kids when I was growing up. Would you consider them like gutter punks? Yeah, like I, I, I think that's definitely what they're trying to go for. That like anarchy, you know, I don't believe in anything and nothing matters kind of like lifestyle. Like oh, we're just gonna fucking sit here and shoot dope. Yeah, I like right. how like they break into like houses and shit too. It's it's cool. I like that aspect just, of it. They just fucking light them on fire. Yeah. <laughs> um so this is a shot on video film from 1999. Do you feel like it looks like it came from like the earlier end of the 90s? I feel like this doesn't look like a late 90s shot on video film. Absolutely. Quality-wise, yes, some at some points it looks that sometimes it looks like it's from the late 90s but majority of the time I, f I thought it was a little older yeah this remind like i guess quality like visual wise i would put this on the same level as city of the vampires i feel like it has that same 
It suffers from being dark in areas. It's definitely looks like that, like maybe like 95, 96 era. Definitely not 99. If you consider the other things that came out in 99 that are shot on video, they look so much fucking better than this does. Yeah, I I agree with that. It looks like they had like the top of the line camera, but from like fucking like eight years ago. Well, I mean, look at what well, we just watched it. last week from '94. Yeah, and, and the way yeah. that looked compared to this is night and day. And was that filmed in '91 too? Yeah, that way. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. That, starts, that was filmed yeah. in '91. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Was that? But also too, it's it's a lot of it is like I don't mean to sound like the the director guy, but a lot of it's lighting. Yeah, yes. like they're using a lot of like they're using what's at their disposal. There's lights in the house, and like they're using like lamps as like one like light sources. Like, yeah, there's always one light source, so you're getting those harsh things, and they're shooting it on tape. It's probably my biggest movie. critique is is their uh, lack of understanding of lighting that makes this yeah. movie a little bit hard to watch in certain areas. And I feel like they, like, according to those interviews that we were watching, they didn't really care that much, right? No. Yeah, this <laughs> was this like was they, a punk rock yeah, movie. It's a, it's a scum punk movie. Yeah. yeah. I like that, Anthony. It's a scum, scum punk, punk I, I, movie. I, right away, right when I was like, right when I watched it. Oh, it's scum punk movie. Oh, this, is about, this is my favorite. This is like one of my favorite hide, characters right, right here. The, uh, this landlord Grizzly guy. Adams. The Grizzly Adams landlord. Yeah. You got dad. money that you owe me. <laughs> this is my yeah, problem. I, <laughs> I like that guy. Oh, boy. Yeah. So what do you guys think of the general plot of this film? That there's this virus that is mistakenly received by a necrophiliac, and she begins to spread it to her boyfriend and then to other people, and then it turns into like an army of people that now have the rot. I love it. I, th- I just wish it I was think better. It's a great concept. I wish this movie yeah. was better. I wish it... It it could have gotten funding. I wish I wish it had something because the idea is great in itself. Like yeah. that that premise is so fucking strong for a movie. It just doesn't deliver what it could be. I agree one hundred percent. I was literally literally thinking if this movie had a budget, it was like one of those things where if someone pitched this idea and read it wrote it, I went, I would go great. Let's wait. Let's wait till we have some more money. Yeah, don't rush uh, this. This is a great idea. Make, make a sizzle with the money that you spent on this whole thing. And like, I know it's like the style, but like, I would saying maybe even like an extra five grand. A long could way. have done. Could could have bought another lighting source. <laughs> this you know? is definitely made for you know hardly next anything. to nothing. Yeah, I would yeah. say I would say eight hundred, nine hundred. I would. I was thinking it's under thousand dollars. Hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Like oh, thank you. <laughs> so Grizz, how did you first hear about this movie? Uh, so this was something that I recently heard about. I I had heard about it, like you know, I'd seen the tape through different social media outlets and stuff like that over the last uh, couple of years. I actually recently got my hand uh, on the tape itself from a, a really good buddy of mine from uh, from Pittsburgh. He always hooks me up with great tapes. And he sent me this one along with the other two Marcus Koch tapes that I got. And I was waiting. I held out on watching it because I knew that we were probably going to get to it soon. And uh, I have mixed feelings on it, but it, it's a it's a cool tape to have. It's a cool movie. Yeah, I am kind of similar in, in a similar boat where like I knew about the tape. You know what I mean? Just in passing. Uh, I didn't know much about the movie. Then the opportunity to get a copy came up. I got it. I watched it and I, I, I enjoyed it, but I do like this subgenre of movie. I like 
you know, punk movies. I give them kind of a break. I guess I'm a little bit more lenient just because it's, you know, there's a ton of metal movies, but there's not a lot of punk movies out there. You're right. That's right? very yeah. true, especially for this time period. And you would think there would be more, well, right? Yeah, at this time we are we are in the peak we're we're going into the peak of the metal horror stuff. Like we we've oh, we that, touched yeah, on new metal revamp of yeah. horror. Yeah. Like what is it? Dracula 2000 like Queen of the you know, Damned. Of da- you know, it's like you know your 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 boy Rob Zombies on every soundtrack that's out. Anthony's favorite Freddy versus Jason coming. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, well, well, there's points. Uh, the, I'm all about the soundtrack. That caterpillar soundtrack smoking like. a hookah is hilarious. Soundtrack's better than the movie. Too on the nose on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't know. I like Too when he on. crawls into the fucking kid. That's, that's good shit, dude. What's that's, that movie? That's good shit. <laughs> that's good shit. Thanks, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anthony, what's that movie that... Were you at that... Uh, Cinema Arts Center showing of, I think it was one of the pay to get outs. Like the creature passes through people, like through their mouth. Oh. It's not for, it's not fucking Jason Goes to Hell. I know what you're talking about. Do you know that movie? Like the guy's like, like that's fucking like Slither? Worm. No, it's it's older. It's like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. If you can remember that movie. Uh, let me know. That's a pretty vague thing description that I gave. <laughs> Just a guy going, oh! If you, if you saw the movie, you would know what I'm talking about. Towards the end of those petty get-outs, I usually, I just like kind of, usually they open with the strong ones, and then I go for the mirror. Like I'll, I used, then I started going at 8 a.m., and that was the better choice. Yeah. It, it was but, always the better choice. At 8 a.m., you get the last two movies and the mystery movie. Sometimes you fall asleep and you wake up at good points. Uh... The one that I went to in Philadelphia, where I saw the Say You Love Satan guys, we, uh, what the hell was the Philly one? That one was fucking awesome, man. I don't know if, if I guess they didn't do it this year, but I can only imagine <laughs> nothing happened this year. <laughs> yeah, but I I enjoy them, but I wish one of these places had like really nice seats because my back just starts exploding oh, after yeah. a while. Yeah, in the, the Cinema Arts Center, I am I, well, I, I I go there a lot, but. Man, I wish they had new seats. Yeah, I agree. Those They're always are... asking for donations for new seats and shit, and Anthony mm. keeps fucking giving them. I, I, I'm going to kick them a little more money right now. I want them to stay open, you know? Like, yeah. Especially, it's the, my favorite theater on the island. I think they'll stay open, because yeah. they're like a they're, they're a local landmark. It's, it's a really cool place. If we ever yeah. did an event, that would be like... That's the spot. That's like a cool spot to do stuff. There, yeah. Yeah, but if no one, if no one did a digital... Like pay to get out this year, like that would have been a smart idea thing to do. Like you know, you just get the cut rights, do a live stream, you know, put like a little thing on it. So yeah, but that's, rip it. yeah, but you could just fucking do that. You know? I know, but money could go to like theaters or something. Yeah, like a donation. There need to be more donations for theaters right now. I like that. But yeah. I haven't heard anyone like do donations for theaters lately. Like get like you know do like a live stream and then all the money goes to your local theater. Because so like they've a, been like freaking charging us goddamn ten dollars no, 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 for no. popcorn for the past five. No, we're talking about <laughs> theaters. We're talking local. about like independents. I'm right, not talking about right. AMC. Okay, they're yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Like or mom and pop movie theaters. They can, they can you know charge I mean? ten dollars for popcorn. Yeah, community they theaters, yeah. You know. Yeah, you got to keep things like that. That's where we see most of our 35 millimeter prints. Yeah, is at that place. That's nice. where we're seeing all fucking crazy shit. And and also there's a, I will say even though they're more of a chain, the Draft House gets a lot of really good. 
Like the guy that curates the one in Brooklyn does a fantastic job, even though they're a chain. But they're not going anywhere. Yeah, that's that'll be there forever. So this movie reminds me of a lot of other movies. Well, not a lot, but a few other movies, right? And hear me out on this one. First of all, this movie reminds me of Reanimator Academy. It's the way it's shot, the look of the movie, just the general like craziness of it. Okay. I feel like it's very similar. It's not as comedic. Uh, Reanimator Academy is pretty much like a horror comedy, but this thing does have some like dark comedy to it, right? Uh, another movie that I would say that this resembles is Return of the Living Dead Part Three. I've never seen part three, so I would not know. Anthony, so have you seen part three? I'm trying to remember it. Okay, so in part three, the girl dies in the motorcycle accident, right? And the boyfriend brings her back with the trioxin, right? Now, the whole movie is pretty much this like young couple trying to cope with her turning into like her being a zombie. And just the feeling of these two, it's very similar where it's like them trying to cope with the fact that like now they're getting worse. The cover sparked everything. Yeah. The cover just sparked everything for me. I don't know why. I just felt like it it reminded me of that. This is way more, um, I guess. Well, also in that they're supposed to be like grunge. I mean, obviously they're not grunge in this movie, but. I think the kid's name is like Kurt or some shit, and they're going to Seattle, and he's a drummer. But in this one, it's more punk rock. Uh, but definitely, I I feel like this resembles two other, you know, those two movies. I agree with the, with the second one because I saw it. Yeah, I can't really place, you know, because like you said, there's not a lot of punk rock movie because this it's it's a horror movie yeah but this is more of like that low budget like going for that gory niche type of thing and there's not a lot that are there's a lot of metal ones that we've talked about there isn't a lot of these like punk ones so it's hard for me to compare this to something because there really isn't anything like it that i can put my finger on let's try to think of some punk movies right now but also too i think there's like even though there's not a lot of like punk horror movies at the top of my head like uh, of of our heads but there's a lot of like those like punk rock party videos and like Gigi Allen and stuff like that yeah that, yeah like, yeah there's like kind of the throwing up and the vomiting and the pissing and shitting and fucking I could think of like, uh, I, but I, it's hard to put your finger on some just like like as I was saying more scum punk horror films all right, it's well, a great genre name. let's just try to think of just straight punk horror films or you know at least have a punk vibe to them. I guess Idle Hands say, is like, kind of that way. Yeah, I was gonna say Idle Hands. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I bet you we could think of ones even more on the nose. Yeah, Idle Hands. Idle Hands did have what the about, offspring. What about uh, <laughs> like Repo Men? Repo Men. Yeah, is a that's, very that's a good one. You ever seen that uh, movie, Bad Boy Bubby? No, what is that? Wait, that sounds so familiar. It's like an Australian Italian. Uh, it's a, it's a definitely like a black comedy more so yeah. than being a straight horror. But it definitely it's it's very similar to this. It's got this like dark undertone, this weird sexual thing going on between this guy and his mom and shit. It's very fucking hilarious though. Yeah. Definitely check out Bad Boy Bubby. I've never heard of that movie. But no one also to it. 
I also think of like, and especially in the 80s and the 90s, like when there was like a sci-fi movie or like a, like an action movie, like the goons were always like punks. Like look at like look at like Escape Terminator. from New York. Escape from New York. Yeah. Uh, all those Terminator, guys just yeah. fucking. Are, yeah, it's it's. So I feel that's why it's one of those things. Like not the Mandela effect, but you know what I mean. It's just like there's this in my head. It's embedded like like gory punk people getting killed and stuff. You know what I mean? I think the punk movie thing was bigger in the 80s than I think that I it ever was in the 90s. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, Repo Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, Class of Newcomb High. Yeah. Yep. Class of 1984. Oh, yeah. Class of 84. Right. Return of the Living Dead. Yep. But here's the thing. A lot in of this dan- one, dancing, though. In this yeah. one, these people feel like legitimate punks. Because they are. Where in that one, they feel like actors playing punks, right? And that's what I was saying in the beginning of that, where this feels authentic, where if it was just some fucking jock kids or some shit pretending to be punks, it would feel weird and it would not have the same effect. Yeah, huh. definitely. You know, it's kind of a punk movie if you think about it. Um, Friday the 13th, part five. Which I love. Which what is part five? Where it's Roy, Roy Burns, the okay. paramedic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's Jason. Because there's the girl who dances in her room and she gets killed. Uh Great there's dancing. Vic who kills Joey, the special kid with the axe. Mm-hmm. And Vic is actually from Return of the Living Dead, also. Uh there's the kid that has the stutter. He's kind of like a new wave. Yeah. Like, dude, right? Mm-hmm. There's like a whole bunch of characters like that in the movie. And I feel like, and even the, uh, you know, like the dude that's kind of a bully, that he ends up uh, getting like the strap around his eyes and it tightens. Even he's kind of like a, you know, like a rocker type guy, yeah. isn't he? So uh, here's one for our buddy uh, E.K. Wimmer. And that's uh, Ernie Keegan, if anybody wanted to know what his EK stands for. Uh, but we, we'd be amiss to not mention The Lost Boys, because we know that's one of Lost his favorite Boys. fucking movies of all time. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, I would say that's kind of a punk movie, right? Yeah. there. Yeah, but it goes back to what Chris is saying. The like, 80s were really big on using like punk rockers, like quote-unquote casting. But this is like a punk rock-like film it's weird yeah it's weird like a punk like i feel like punks were always portrayed as either the villain or like the outcast well it was also more of like a late 80s thing except for like driller killer that's a punk movie oh yeah driller killer is i think the uh another big difference between the punk movies of the 80s and the punk movie that we just watched here is that the punk movies of the 80s were made by big studios who were trying to capitalize on the punk movement whereas this movie was made by a couple punk rock kids who wanted to make a horror film well there's a couple other like low budget ones like uh what about slime city slime city that's that's a punk movie dude yeah Yeah, slime city does feel like a punk movie street trash feels like a punk movie street trash is too yeah oh man See, it's got that vibe, baby. It does have the vibe. I, I'll give you that. I, I, but when I watch Street Trash, I don't think punk necessarily. I think I agree just with like I agree. bums. I, I will. I guess because uh, Slime City has that, like the characters in it. You know what I mean? Like the neighbors are all like, you know, the one dude's dressed like he's in fucking Sisters of Mercy. Right? Oh yeah, <laughs> Slime City. I totally get Street Trash. I have a harder time. 
making it into a punk movie. To me, it's just more about like street folk, street trash. But street, I, it has the vibe. I get that. <laughs> street folks, baby. Just street, street folks. folks. Good old fashioned yeah. street folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, another movie that this actually reminded me of, and it just came to me, uh, Zombie Three. If you've ever seen Zombie Three, the guy like gets, yeah, they're like in, they're on the island, and the guy like gets infected, and his hand starts turning into the zombie, and it starts like fucking getting worse and worse. That kind of reminded me of this too. I like just the whole like flesh eating. Like rotting fucking disease that you could pass to other yeah. people and all that. But that was pretty cool. I uh, still got to remember that movie that kind of reminds me of something like this. Is I always bring it up and I saw it at one of the pay to get outs, but I forgot the name of it. It's like where rabies gets infected. Like rabid? Is it rabid? We're like radio. David Cronenberg, ra- Canadian film. No, 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 Early no, Cronenberg? no, no, no. It's not rabid. It's it's something different. Twenty eight days later. Twenty eight no, no, weeks no, later. It's like from the seven. It's like from like the early seventies. Rabid. Not rabid. <laughs> like I'm, fami- I'm very familiar with rabid. I'm not familiar Cujo. with this movie. No, it's not Cujo. Uh, movies where people have rabies. That's it. <laughs> Did you figure it out? No, no, no. no I'm saying that you're right. The, the, the title you just said off. Is rabid. <laughs> No, it's no, it's not rabbit. No, uh, he said the movie, the movie with people. No, I'm familiar with rabbit. I've seen rabbit before, but multiple times. This is a movie I saw once. Is it? Um, is it rabbit? It's not rabbit. <laughs> okay. Different rabies movie. Okay? okay. I was gonna say rabbit, but I wasn't sure if it was gonna be that or not. It's yeah. not rabbit. Okay. It's okay. not rabbit. <laughs> uh, you know what time it is, man? You know what time it is, dude? It's grinding some meat. You're gonna be dude. You're gonna be. You're gonna be man. You're gonna be dude. Okay. Dude, yeah, let's the grind. audience doesn't know who we're pointing to. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> let's grind some meat, baby. The meat grinder. Okay, so this week, because we did a punk movie, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try to make this a little bit more punk, and then it didn't turn out sounding more punk. So, <laughs> I didn't say what happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I did put a solo in, it, and I was like, oh shit, that didn't make up for baby. It. Uh, this one was, was a fun one to do. I really love doing this. Uh, let me hit that tune. Right! Fuck them! Fuck them all! She deserves it. They all deserve it. They all deserve it! They can all rot! They will all rot. They all deserve it. And I'll be the only one left. (laughs) I understand.
Sarah. D-E-A-D-D. There's no going back. There ain't no going back. We're dead. You like that? You like that? Love it. I brought the solo back, man. I had to do it. I was like, I I enjoy this uh, this rhythm at the end. So, dude, you had to use I your mean, pinky like three or four times on that. Dude, I I had to shred that like a motherfucker, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, I think I I think most of the stuff that I do here, I set my uh, always play to a click. By the way, if if you don't, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, always play to a click. Tip. I always set my click to about 220. So if you want to like try to, you know, get that speed up, start slow. Beat the meat master at his own game. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I don't know, man. 220, that's a sweet spot for me. It is is a comfortable trem speed. I will give you that. You were telling me that, and I've been setting a lot of my, uh, my drum beats to that tempo, and it's a really comfortable trem speed. Yeah, I, I feel like I could still comfortably shred and like control what I'm playing at that speed. And it sounds like note fierce. for note. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. So, guys, is this a zombie film? Is that what, like what this is? Because it doesn't really feel like a zombie movie. I wouldn't call it a zombie film. I, no, and no, when no. I watched it for the first time, I never, I never had that thought. To be honest with you. So they keep saying that they're dead, but I feel like this borders on a melt movie almost. It's closer to that than it is a zombie film. Yeah. Yeah. This almost feels like, uh, you know, they're, they, they do. So things happen in this movie. Like he gets his head fucking punched off by Joel D. Winecoop and they basically just reattach it. So he is dead because he's he's fine after they reattach it. You know what I mean? But they still keep decomposing as it goes. So I guess the rot literally kills you. And then your body just rots. Uh, yeah. But you're still and then you animated just, throughout the whole process. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of it's it's kind of a melt movie, but it's it's cool. It but looks cool. When I think zombie movie, I think it, there has to be the transmission. There has to be you know, that you can become a zombie from this, which I mean, I guess that happens because you can infect other people with the rot. Damn. Now you got me thinking of this as a zombie movie and I never really thought about it before. Yeah. Yeah. Cause remember, uh, Muzzy walks in on Sarah doing some things with Iggy, the, uh, the mall rat. And he ends up like injecting Iggy with, I guess, his own blood, right? Which then, yeah, infects him. Mixed, maybe mixed with a little formaldehyde. Yeah. Because by the way, uh, once Sarah infects Muzzy, her boyfriend, he starts um, injecting and drinking formaldehyde to kind of stop the, I guess, the rot from happening. Even though it's not doing a goddamn thing. Yeah, it's not doing a thing. But he ends up injecting basically a 13-year-old, I think he says. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the kid ends up, like, coughing up blood and all this shit, and he's all fucked up, and he dies. So I guess he also had the rot. But I don't know. That scene where he dies in the cemetery is crazy because he's covered in fake blood, right? And... He's like getting it all over the headstones, oh, all yeah, over he like the mausoleum. Was. 
Oh my god. And uh and he dies. And I do feel like for a zombie movie to really be considered a zombie movie, uh, like I, I feel like it has to at least have like these things don't crave brains. Yeah. They don't crave flesh. Right? It's their personalities really didn't change. A, yeah, they're literally just like still alive. They're the same people they were before they got the rap. Now they're just like, fuck, we're dead. You know so, what, man? I think that is, is a big tell of why it's not a zombie movie, in my opinion. You know what? I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to change my train of thought. This this is a zombie movie. Really? It just yeah. Really? Yeah, because no, look, know. they're look at this. They're all dead, right? If you get the rot, you're dead. Now, just because you're not eating people or whatever like that you could still be a zombie i mean look there's like voodoo zombies they don't eat people true are are we just calling them like like any person that's moving and not dead i mean moving that are dead and zombie animated past you know past yeah but it's like one of those things like a like there's plots about like zombie like it's a virus you know what i mean that you know you know there's wait here's here's the thing what you ever see that movie um oh man what's the one with bruce willis and he uh death becomes her yeah oh yeah you ever see death Death becomes her is great yeah Yeah, death becomes her fucking rules now this has a similar thing to that where they drink that potion and like they just can't die they can't die and their body starts to deteriorate. Oh wait, no, that doesn't work because they're not dead. They're, but this does have a similar thing oh, wait, to like yes, that they, whole they twenty-eight die. days, twenty-eight weeks later thing, where it's a virus that's outbreaking and yeah, it has that that's kind of zombie thing going. Yeah. yeah, I was saying like that could be categorized as a zombie because it's also a virus. Yeah, well, they even say like, oh, it's gonna kill everybody. Everybody's gonna die because of this. So, would, so yeah, it would be an outbreak then. So. Yeah. I, I guess your argument for a zombie film is is getting a little stronger in that sense. It's I got the movie. I drink your blood. That's the movie I'm thinking of. Oh, I drink your blood. I eat your skin. That's double that. feature. Uh, That's what I was thinking with the rabies. Yes, you're right. Yeah, you yeah, sure was wasn't that movie ever... rabies? Rabbit. Yeah, that's the one. Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, you even Listen. get the fucking. <laughs> What's the there's a there's a mortician song that they use the I drink your blood, uh, oh, like yeah. trailer. Dude, there's a few yeah. bands that have used that. Sick. I know there's Sweet. a lot of rabies movies, guys. I know. I, I know. Was, I know. I know. I know. There's some rabies movies. So you guys like the soundtrack of this movie? I didn't look up specific bands, but you said the ending all song. Up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would think so. The ending song you liked, but there's a couple shots of like an actual live show going on. It was the Casualties playing. I'm pretty sure. Was it really? Yeah, I'm pretty Is sure in the credits video? it says that it's a casualty show. No way. Yeah, it's Casualties footage. Oh, that's pretty cool. I couldn't. You can't really tell because it's uh, it's grainy. It's like dude. St- it's like stylistically. Uh, Are you just guessing? Is the casualties? Just... This is this them? Is this the casualties? Yes, that's them. That's the casualties. That's all. Wow. Yeah, in the credits it says that. Yeah. Wow. Are they actually at that show? Yeah, they're probably just there filming it. Wow. Oh yeah, look, yeah. they're there. That's I, pretty cool. I met that guitar player when they played the Sahara. He was super nice to me, and I met him in two thousand and two. 
are are they it wasn't one of them like or is that the exploited that like yeah. everybody fucking that's in the band is like a terrible person yeah uh, i think it's the, <laughs> that show i went to the sahara opener was a local the unseen the casualties bouncing souls those, those were the days the sahara where the hell were you guys huh long island what's up <laughs> but yeah the the song that kicks ass in the credits is by a really cool band name also called mega smegma which is a fucking awesome name for a band jesus christ name. with the song i got a rash so look up the mega smegma check the song out you'll Push love it, it. The rest of the music in the movie, pretty good. Even like the actual score is pretty good. The score is definitely not punk rock. No, there's some the cool. The score is like kind of like electronic, like oddly like uh, uh, like synth wave ish, right? Like the, a lot of like uh, you know bass arps with like a fucking eight oh wait. They were going for like a, that. I think they were going for an old school horror soundtrack kind of thing with that, but it definitely came across more like you were just saying, and not not exactly what I think they were intentions. Yeah, and it really does add to the movie in some of the scenes. I feel like it does. Uh, it does effectively, you know, tell the story of what's going on. No, what really made me laugh in this movie also is when uh, Muzzy steals the hippie guy's car. It's like a fucking tie dye car for some reason. Oh, yeah. Hey, don't take he's my like, car, dude. He's like yeah, chasing like, him. Yeah, like Muzzy like walks up to him. He's like, hey, man, there's like this guy down by the river over there and he's handing out free acid to anybody. Oh, yeah. That like comes over and like says this. And the guy's like, really? And he just steals the car. It's like, why was this even in the movie? It's so yeah. stupid. <laughs> There's a lot of weird. There's a lot of like weird little things in this movie. Like, oh, that's an interesting choice. I feel like they could have cut out um, a decent amount of the Joel Winecoop monologues. Oh my! I feel God, like a lot dude. of them were exactly the same. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love Joel, man, but they were brutal. They were so long, and they just kept being so repetitive that. I feel like 20 minutes of this movie was fucking him just going on about nothing. It was him kind of just laughing yeah. and like talking no! about. <laughs> it was a lot. Of uh, it, it is a good character, but I feel like they just put too much of it in. Yeah. Right. It just was. It was just a little bit overdone. Uh, just like the whole, um, like. The Muzzy always kind of being like a dick to the point where like it just becomes a little bit too much. You know what I mean? Where like it's like nobody's ever really that. Yeah, like, like it definitely like became fictional to the point. Like their 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 personality traits were so exaggerated that it it be went beyond being believable in some some cases. Like she's supposed to be like a necrophiliac, right? Like running into this funeral home, just banging corpses. It's obviously like played up, right? Because he's calling her like a necro whore and stuff. Oh yeah, it's a big throughout the whole movie being called a necro whore. That happens a few times. Yeah, and it's it's That's a good name of a band. And like even sure Joel Weinkoop is. is like, oh, I was ex uh, government, you know, germ warfare in Vietnam, all this shit, and he's 
supposed to be like he's unhinged and it's over the top. That's why it reminds me of Reanimator Academy a bit, because in that one, it's a similar thing where it's like super over the top. It's kind of a Herbert West-ish ripoff, you know? So do you like him? Do you like him falling for Sarah and like being like, like that's his like new, like his affection is for her and like he's going after her this whole time for this whole thing? To be honest, uh, I could have did without exactly. That whole thing. I, I don't think, I think it. That I don't think it done. added to the story. Yeah, and it just wasted time that took away from what I like. Like you said, those special effects with the the taped up neck and shit. I want to see that stuff. Let's see it. Yeah. Well, he too. did cure her of death, but then ran her head over. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but I think it was that like what he gave her too much or something like that, and she was all fucked up. She was like staggering and then she falls down and he runs her head over and you see like the head explode very very burning moon-esque you see that dummy get hit by the car you know what i mean yep and then like there's uh the one dude that gets his head like fucking you know when he shoots him but it it just reminded me of that dummy hit for some reason it's Mm -hmm. obviously not real but it just looks so funny (laughs) uh there's a lot of things like that in this movie though like when Muzzy gets his head punched off by Joel Weinkoop, right? It, it's just, how does this guy have like this superpower to punch somebody's head off? I, he's not that much rot, you know, he's not rotted through that much. Yeah, especially for some of the stuff that he does and continues to do after that point. His, his head would be crumbling if it could just fall off that easily. Yeah, it's very interesting how they decide that. But it's a dark comedy, I think, too. So I think that's all part of it. I think that's definitely an aspect they were trying to play into is, is to be funny at times. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think would have made this movie better? A bigger budget? and <laughs> Yeah, I think a budget. I, I think, uh, I hate to say it, but maybe a little bit more know-how behind the camera. And I think I think there was a lot of laziness in this movie when they mm. shot it, uh, especially because like, dude, there's a scene, there's like a chase scene, and it's it's, it's actually a really cool the way it all comes to a, an end and everything is really great. But there's a chase scene in the there's a it's being filmed through a, a out of a car window, and the fucking car windows frame is in the frame of the movie. It's just like stupid things yeah. like that that if you were just paying attention, you wouldn't have seen that you were in a fucking car it would look like you were just moving along and filming it. So just little things like that that just annoy me that I think could have been taken a little bit more serious and it would have made for a better product. Now, one thing I am going to say, though, about that is that I feel like we've watched tons of other shot-on-video movies that were filmed way worse than this. You really think? I thought this was one of the worst we've watched film-wise. I, he, I, me and Grizz are on the same mind mouthing today. I, I think I, I, agree with I, I really didn't think it was that bad. I feel I like it, it was really done was. pretty like stylishly okay. It wasn't like they were, uh, you know, it's not perfect, but I feel like it at least was. I felt you know, you saw amateur. what was going on besides like the dark lighting, which I agree, but that was also mostly when it was anytime they were outside, right? That was when it would be dark or the Joel Weinkoop stuff. And that, like, I'm just used to that from watching all the Italian movies where, like, you can barely see anything half the time. But I don't know. I didn't think it was that bad for a shot on video movie from 99. See, that's, I mean, that's my problem, though, is that it's from 99. And I agree. I've seen shot on video stuff from 
five to ten years before this that is just aesthetically so much better and and just put together put together better this is a great idea this is a great story it's got i think some pretty good players in the game i just think it could have could have been told better i think it could have been just put together in a better package i definitely will agree with that i think it could have been repackaged and maybe uh maybe tighten it up a little bit so do you have your tape on you right there mike yeah now well i have i well yeah yeah what's up so now we i think we both have the uh, the video outlaw release here and on the yeah. back of this it has these color photos from the film of different scenes and the vibrancy of these photos if some of these scenes were lit as well as these photos were taken how great would this movie would have looked and i think that's the point that i'm getting at that if it would have just had a little bit more expertise put into those those details it would have looked fucking look look how great this dude looks with this gun in his mouth that is such an iconic photo i'll post that on my instagram for people to see because that is so cool looking now remember though like the picture on the bottom left that was a flash photo you could tell that that a flash went off Oh yeah, though I'm saying though, but if it, yeah. if it was thing, lit to that cover, aspect, but he of was saying like he just wants it lit, continuous lighting like that. Same thing with the cover, like the Joel DeWine uh, picture there. You could see there was a flash. Look at his eyes. Well, yeah, you see you the lens I mean? flares and stuff like that. But if the set would have been lit at least to almost that extent, it would have looked great. I I do like the uh, the whole layout of this though, this VHS. Oh, it's beautiful, right? The cover, the rot and yeah. green. We could look, we could touch, we could touch through the thing. <laughs> there you go. Sex, Cheers. drugs, and formaldehyde. Cheers. <laughs> oh, man. I, lo- I love these, like, mm-hmm. late 90s, early 2000s video outlaw releases. Uh, dude, at Dawn They Sleep, it's another great one they put out. Metal movie, though. Hell yeah. Not punk rock. But that's the kind of thing you're going to get from video outlaw, are these kind of, like, weird little, like, sub groups of like you know society movies that are just really fucking epic in their own way you know what i like any movie that has people puking blood into oh its yeah puking blood is always fucking awesome dude yes not so much in real life no 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 I but think- a great visual for sure <laughs> I've, I've only great done it visual. once i puked blood once that today was no not that. today but chinese food got salmonella poisoning yep. and was puking blood and I had to go to the hospital. Yeah, when you have nothing left to throw up? Brutal. Yeah. When you, when you have nothing left in your body to throw up? And you just can't stop. Blood. Like, you just start, the like, wretch. retching. Yeah. Like, and they have to, like, give you the, uh, the horse tranquilizer. Mm. And you're just like, oh, finally. I can relax. And it feels like you did, like, a million fucking sit-ups. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your abs are on fire. Yeah, just for fucking... <gasps> 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 I should get salmonella and get my crunch on. Hell no, dude. Fuck that shit. There's a lot of puking in this movie. Sarah pukes like in Muzzy's mouth when they're kissing. Yeah, that yeah, scene's pretty raw. And he's like, don't you ever fucking do that again. It was like green oatmeal. It was yeah. like what they used for slime in the early 90s. And then they end up killing the landlord. Or at least I took it that they killed him, right? They didn't oh, yeah, they beat him up. They beat yeah, Grizzly Adams, R.I.P. Again, for the second time. Dead, f- dead forever. <laughs> another good punk band <laughs> dead forever I think that this movie would have been better if the zombies were actually like like zombie zombies like I'm gonna the bite undead. your ass 
Yeah, like drive that point home. Like if 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 yeah. it's debatable to be a zombie I mean, movie or not, really fucking nail the zombie thing. Like just like the way like darkness does it, oh, where it's it, just yeah. like they still sort they still retain that like punk rock. Uh, well, they're metal. They still retain that like fucking like metalness, even as like these rabid vampire fucking creatures, right? I feel like if this had that same thing, it would be fucking awesome. And obviously you would be able to do that if it was a bigger, a bigger budget. You know what I mean? It's hard to kind of do that when you're working with under a thousand dollars and your, your parents camera. Yeah. You don't know you have it. So you're going to be careful. Exactly. Yeah. So (laughs) so next time your dad uses that a christening or something, what the fuck? Why is there green oatmeal all over this? Don't change the Uh settings. My dad will know. know. It's just going to be dark. All right. It's got that weird music video one where it looks like everyone's in a time warp. Why? Why does he need this? Oh, <laughs> man. So what are your favorite scenes from this movie? I like guys? the skull, the the the, the ripping of the when skull. The, when the agent rips his yeah. own face off. That's fucking awesome. Yep, that's my yeah. favorite scene, too. There's a moment in the editing where I noticed where it was like it cuts away for a second, and they were like, we got to show more of it. Yeah. But they let the cut away in still, so it was like, the shot, the shot, and kind of like what would end the scene, and then they were like, "I oh, know we're coming." There's a little bit more. Yeah, 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 it's, it's pretty cool. We, we know we did. Yeah, you see, like the human hands, like the right, yeah. like the real hands, still reaching on the face, like ripping yeah. this like thing apart. It's really cool. I do like the whole head getting punched off. That's just funny. It's not like yeah. over the top gory. It's unexpected, but it's, it's funny. Unexpected though, it's just funny. I like that they're shooting formaldehyde and they keep showing like people like taking blood and all that stuff out of it. Like, you know, they're really doing it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're like actually taking blood out with the syringe. It makes me wince every, every time it makes me fucking wince that I see. (laughs) I, uh, let's see. I like when the, the FBI agent dies, like you guys said, him ripping his face off. I like, I like um, when Joel Winecoop kills Pitbull in the like the kitchen area or whatever, and he shoots him, and he's like nighty night, like whatever. Calls him like a fucking. What's he call him like a dick bag or something like that? <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think it is a dick bag. I think you're correct on that one. He says something funny, but like you see his head, like kind of the top of it, like blow out. It's cool. There's a lot of there's. You would think in a movie like this, there would be way more stuff. There's, there's not, you know, a ton of big gags in the movie, but when there is, it's good. I think that's, I think that's what I was missing. I think I went into this with such high expectations of like, well, everyone says, you know, it's, oh, it's such a crazy movie and fucking, you know, Marcus is this over the top director and everything. And don't get me wrong. I really enjoy, you know, Marcus's work and stuff, but I think the hype overdid this movie for me because it didn't deliver on that, like this movie's fucking disgustingly gory. Like I went into this thinking I'm about to watch a burning moon level movie. And it's not that at all. It's, 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 it's doesn't hold that level of, of, of gags and, and gore and just special effects for me. Now here's the thing. We obviously have a skewed judgment of stuff like this. You may very well watch the, it's on YouTube. Yeah, that's true. You might you think go, this is you fucking can, disgusting. You can watch yeah. this movie. That's Rot from it. 1999. It's on YouTube. You may think this is fucking gross. It may be the most offensive thing that you've ever seen. To us, 
it's not that bad. There's not tons of blood. There's not tons of like explicit vile, like really terrible violence in it. It's it's like a sleazy movie, a greasy movie, as Anthony says, a uh, scumpunk, a scumpunk movie. Yes, but you know we're gonna we're gonna ramp it up as the month goes along. But this is definitely a good introduction to our nasty November. Um, uh, subjects matter alone. I mean, uh, bitches fucking corpses and gets the disease. I mean, that's nasty as fuck, right? I mean, it's perfect for yeah. this month. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got Joel D. Winecoop fucking getting <laughs> shot in the dick, and then eventually getting shot in the head. Uh, this movie actually has a lot of that. Sarah, one of our main characters, uh, has a gun pulled on her by Muzzy because he's mad that he's now a zombie, and she basically puts her finger over his finger and pulls the trigger of the gun, <laughs> yeah, killing that's her. Great. And then at the end, Muzzy has like flashbacks of Sarah and then shoots himself. So that's a, that's a great visual, him putting the gun in his mouth. Yeah. That is one of the cooler scenes in the movie. Yeah. Do you think that that's a downer ending or do you think it's just like more of a neutral? It's the way it should have happened. So that's, that's, I think that's the perfect ending for this movie. I wouldn't have I wouldn't, had it any other way, honestly. I wouldn't say it was a positive ending. I would just say it's a completely neutral ending. Yeah. It wraps everything up. Yeah, resolved. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, resolved, resolved. <laughs> so I think it's time we get to the chase scale. The Cinematic Hell Appreciation Scale of Excellence. Okay, Anthony, what do you rate this movie? And give me your final thoughts. Uh, I rate this, oh, I really like the story. But if we're just going on the movie, 3.41. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to give it the fu- fu- at the full half, but I don't know. Uh, I thought I I do think the movie was once again it was a fun movie. Uh, definitely production kind of ruined it for me at some points, just because it was like not not because it just it was hard to see some of it. Maybe because what I watched was a little darker. Um, I do think like when the spots were, um, I do like the special effects that I did see and I recommended it if you're looking for a, a punk rock um, zombie hybrid film, <laughs> <laughs> whatever we decide to genre title it. Chris. Well, uh, I think that uh, my score is going to reflect a little bit of my, uh, my disappointment because of the hype that I received in the film. It's not a bad movie by any sense. It's uh, It's got a great basic story that I think could have played out with a million dollar budget and been as good as the movie Reanimator in the 80s was in that kind of, uh, in that same world, in that same kind of horror film. Unfortunately, it suffers from the lack of a budget and a lack of, I think, of a little bit of a directorial know-how. It's going to come in right at about three for me on this, three even. Oh wow! I'm gonna say, you know, you know how I got how I am at this point. Everybody knows how I rate things. I'm gonna say that this is a four because this is one a bad score for him. I enjoy <laughs> this as a shot on video, punk rock, as Anthony says, a scum punk movie. Scum punk. It, it to me when I'm looking for a shot on video film, this is what I want to watch. You know what I mean? If I want to watch an extremely well done movie, 
I could go watch fucking RoboCop. You yeah, know what no, I mean? I, yeah, for sure. He I, always talks about how RoboCop 3 is his favorite movie. Dude, everybody knows the first RoboCop. Uncut first RoboCop is fucking awesome. It's the first. The first Dick one is shot. the best one. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. got I, I I got that 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 original aspect ratio one at my house now. It's fucking. We saw Ooh. that. We saw that thirty five millimeter. Chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> and try Beautiful. not. You try not clapping at the end of the movie. Yeah. You, you have no soul if you can't clap at the end of RoboCop. But call yeah, me Murphy. I I really think this is a fun movie to watch. Watch it with a bunch of people and you'll really laugh. Have a few drinks, right? Do whatever you do. If you're a card holder. You know, get you at know, it. I think the, I think my, I think, I'll, I think the scores that we just gave are very reflective of how uh, a very true opinion of this movie and how we all felt about it. I think that, uh, you know, like me and you talked about before, that it's not a bad movie. It just could be better, and uh, it's, a yeah. it's watchable, one hundred percent. It's enjoyable front to back. You just have to get through some of the lulls to, to enjoy it. Yeah, uh, it, we had to step away with the story. Like we had to take ourselves out of how much we like the story, and judge the movie. Yeah, yeah. judge the movie. Definitely watch it. It's, it's on YouTube. Story, it's on there. Just check it out. Let us let me let me know what you think. And if you can think of that movie of this creature changing uh, hosts through. Oh the no, no, okay. no 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 no. <laughs> it's not Jason Goes to Hell either. So don't fucking say that to me. Yeah, don't call him. Yeah yeah okay. yeah. Uh, why don't we uh, go over to Porno Corno and then the video Dropbox? Welcome back, sickos. This week on Porno Corner, you are in for a treat. We are covering all American super bitches. This week's VHS release is straight from the shelves of Meat Mike as a generous gift to me. This 1984 gem from Bizarre Video is a perfect blend for fans who love scripts but are also ready to dive deeper into perversion and the world of bondage. The story is a classic peeping Tom who gets more than he asked for. Bizarre Video's catalog is worth a Google, but to rattle a few off the top of our heads for our fans, 1982's Bitch Goddess, 1983's Happy Birthday Bondage Graham, 1986's Bitch Queendom, and my personal favorite, 1988's Tickle Time. Our cast is ripe with heavy hitters such as Mistress Sheena, Duchess Von Stern, and Baroness Silver. Viewers are met with fantasies of all kinds, and a reminder that all American used to not be associated with alt-right scared boys. Adult entertainment has always been ahead of the curve, and no matter what you enjoy or who you love, it's all accepted. The back of the box this week is perfection and will stand in place of any summary I could give. The maintenance man is caught peeking at the intimate sessions of the Baroness, Duchess, and Sheena. He's also found masturbating to the many videotapes upstairs. To teach him a lesson, the mistresses tie him up, humiliate him, and force him to perform total oral worship. Other scenes include woman dominates woman, suspension, flagellation, total boot worship, cock torture, spanking, and more. The mistresses show this macho that they are the boss. He's forced to perform degrading acts for their amusement as is the many clients who enter the house of pain. 
bizarre, sizzling videotography. For the box itself, these colors don't run red, white, and blue masterpiece. Again, when those colors meant the best of us and not something your crazy uncle screeched about on Facebook while crying, they took our jobs. As a quick rating, we give all American super bitches a strong five out of five. And while you can't find it on Tubi, we suggest you seek it out. As always, treat them equal and treat them sleazy. Continuing on our track through nasty November, we're going to make a stop technically, I guess, in Hong Kong, because that's where this movie was made. But uh, it is about Japan. We will be watching the 1988. What would you call this? Is this like a shockyadrama? Well, yeah, it's like it. It's not really a shockumentary because it's not, you know, real footage, but it's definitely telling a true story of some really fucked up shit. Yeah, uh, we're going to be watching the 1988 um, World War II film, The Men Behind the Sun. This one is a fucking crazy movie. Yeah, and when Mike when says I, World War II film, he's not talking about, you know, no fucking dusty ass fucking shit with a bunch of old-timey guys and, you know, army coats. This is some of the real shit that went down in Japan during yeah, World War un- II. Unit 731. It's twisted. This movie's fucking twisted. Now, you know how there was that whole craze or subgenre of, like, Nazi camp, like, Nazi love camp or love camp 24 or, you know, all this shit... This one and its sequel, Laboratory of the Devil, are some of the only ones, at least I know of, that showed the Japanese, uh, you know, camps that were extremely fucked up. Yeah, atrocities. I mean, to say the least, these things that happened to these people were were, were fucking outrageous. Let's hit. Uh, let's hit a trailer. Well, let's see if there's yeah, a trailer see, for there, this. That'd be interesting. Yeah. We'll see, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it. Chen 但也是一部非常正义的三级影片。本片的机密资料来源自美国国家档案局、苏联的日本战犯审判记录、日军残疑分子揭露的口供，以及原址现场仍然生存的人员访问。<笑><笑> 
汉一，全片在事件发生的地点拍摄，是郑丽大导演谋孙费耗资千万、穷五年的时间呕心沥血的杰作《黑太阳七三一》，即将在本院上演。Yeah, this one is gonna be、uh, Anthony. Anthony has never seen this movie, yeah, right? Yeah.、Uh, Grizz, you have seen this movie, unfortunately, and we're gonna watch it again. <laughs> yeah, because it's Anthony.、Gross. This is gonna be a rough watch, man. I'm but I'm telling you, man. Like I've said before, if you haven't seen Come and See, I'm telling you, that's possibly possibly one of the. Most harshest war movies I've ever seen. Wait till, you, wait till you see a woman's、okay. hands get frozen and then broken in a in a block of ice. Okay, how about this? I'm watching this this week. Watch gloved. If I give you a copy, come and see this week. Watch it. Bring it. Bring it to my. You have. You physically own it. I physically have multiple copies. Bring it. Bring it.、Um, Tuesday. I'll bring it over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, very, very. Trust me. Other movie fans listening to this podcast definitely have seen it.、Before. Yeah, so I mean, so some of you people will probably go seek this film out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Good luck. All right. <laughs>、uh, let's just go to the wide world of gore. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Wide World of Gore. This week we're gonna do a really fucking awesome film.、Uh, it's based on a true story. It's a short film by the one and only Jim Van Bieber.、Uh, this movie is called My Sweet Satan. Now it was released in、uh, the early '90s, I believe 1994 to be exact,、uh, and it basically covers the story of Ricky Casso Jr.、Uh, Some people might know him as the Acid King. Now let's rewind a little bit here to the year of 1984, in the peak of the satanic panic here in America, and there is a sensational story that took place in Northport, New York, which is right outside of New York City. Now, as the story goes,、uh, Ricky Casso、uh, killed one of his friends,、uh, Gary Lowers, due to a、uh, what he believed to be a, a, a stealing of some drugs of some sort. So this movie covers that story,、uh, the best that I think Jim Van Bieber could possibly put out. So now the runtime is、uh, about 20 minutes, give or take. And、uh, Van Bieber himself plays the main character. He's known as Ricky Castlin in the movie. The way that、uh, Van Bieber looks in this movie as Ricky is really iconic. He has this crazy ass haircut where it's like kind of a mohawk. He's got bald sections that have like long braided hair coming off of it. Just kind of like really getting that outcast vibe going. And he is playing the Acid King, who is going to eventually turn on this Gary. Character who stole some money from him at a party when Ricky was passed out. So the following day after this happens, he invites Ricky and his other buddy out to the the forest for a fire, and they're going to give away free doses. They're all going to get super high on acid and have a great time. And as they do this, they proceed to torture Gary to death slowly、uh, for the crimes that he has committed against Ricky and stealing his money and drugs. The film is gritty. It's raw. The story is extremely gritty, especially knowing that most of this—I mean, it's sensationalized quite a bit—but the base story itself is all true in the sense that this happened between these people.、Uh, now, the soundtrack to this is just '90s thrash death metal. It 
this is a quintessentially the perfect heavy metal short film in my opinion because everything from the music in this film to the the way the individuals are dressed it just screams 90s it screams heavy metal uh, it's like all of the pictures you would see from old thrash concerts and in, in the early 90s and i love that aspect of it because it really takes you to that moment in time the reason why i feel like this movie qualifies as a great film for the wide world of gore is because the climax of this film uh, when we see that Gary is going to die for the uh, the crimes that he has committed against Ricky, it is a gory, bloody, pulpy mess that I could not be happier for the first time that I saw this. Uh, it's not a slow film in any anything. I mean, it's only 20 minutes long, but you're waiting for uh, some of that Van Bieber, you know, just grossness that you know that is going to be coming your way. And the climax does not... Uh, leave you hanging on that you get these great stabbing wounds and he's you know during the whole thing he's screaming say you love satan to this guy and it's just a pretty intense thing and it ends with them stomping this person's skull in and, he's, and it's just like a mushy messy bloody disgusting thing it's not even a, a recognizable skull anymore and i just i love that aspect of it because it 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 fits the grittiness it fits the tone of this movie perfectly I would definitely uh, highly recommend that you go and you find this movie. It is on YouTube if you want to check it out. It's a great uh, quick sit down that you can get into and get out of and, and feel like you just watched something that blew your fucking mind. Uh, it is on film, on Film Threat Video, if you are lucky enough to find the VHS copy of that, along with two other of Van Bieber's films. I believe one is uh, Roadkill, and, and I, I can't remember the third one. It might be Chunk Blower, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, definitely definitely watch Jim Van Bieber's 1994 My Sweet Satan. All right. Uh, I think that's it for this week. Uh, this joyous week that we will be uh, living all right, for the meantime, and then we can go back to fucking hating everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gotta have this little bit of joy while it lasts. Yes, exactly. Just taste it for a mm. second. This is Savor what it feels like. Uh, wherever you're listening to us, please rate us five stars. Leave us a good review. It helps us out a lot. Uh, tell a friend, right? Mm. Uh, suggest us to some people, maybe. Help yeah. us out. Push, play it pay it forward play it forward maybe actually would be pay and play uh yeah 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 uh please we really would appreciate it anthony where could they find you online um a bassino on instagram and also next week i think i told you guys before off my i'm going to be on our friend's podcast called guys italian guy talents eating italian food you'll hear me talking about colombo in italian movies mm. <laughs> and uh Talking about pasta dishes. It's yeah, did, you just plug, did you just plug somebody on our fucking no, podcast? No, uh, well, I'm I'm on it. I'm I'm on it. There's only three episodes. I'm on all three, but only the first one's coming out. So all right, I'm all just right. saying, if you enjoy my Italian side of me, you'll you'll enjoy this. <laughs> well, just PayPal me for the. Uh, I'll pay you for that. I think I think it's like three hundred bucks or something like that. I've invested. Uh, I've invested three hundred dollars. So, so you guys are talking about pasta dishes, though. I'm intrigued about that. I love no, fucking it's, pasta. It's, yeah, Anthony, well, actually. Hold on for a second. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's our friend Dom D'Agostino uh -huh. and Mr. Jesse what's Lyons. His, what's his Instagram? No, well, the podcast is called Guy Italians Eating Italian. Uh huh. And we've done three episodes. I was, it's uh, just, we make Italian, we eat an Italian dish, talk about the dish, 
and there's talk about random Italian things growing up, like being in the tri-state area. And then the, and then we went to one restaurant and one other, another episode. And yeah, it's funny. That's sweet. Cool. I like that. Yeah, check them out. Uh, Grizz, where can they find you on the internet? All right, a little bit of news real quick here. I just want to give a shout out. Uh, my band Methadone Abortion Clinic with my buddies here. We have some things coming up. We're going to be relaunching our new merch store next week. Everybody take a moment to check that out. Uh, We have a square 7-inch picture disc uh, of our release from last year that we're going to be having up on there, as well as we are currently working on our full-length album. So keep an eye out for Methadone Abortion Clinic in the year 2021. You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. What the fuck just happened on this fucking podcast? Yeah, Took yeah. Over, what baby. the fuck are you Charge guys doing? Charge him too. Charge him too. Charge what him. the fuck is Hit going him. on Hit here? Him. Hit my bail, bail, baby. <laughs> everybody, Hit everybody's him. plugging stuff on on. The, uh, I will. I will say. I will say. I, will, I pay for the hosting of this. I, I, <laughs> I will say. <laughs> pasta and gore every, grind. What more could you want? I've been even on the other podcast at the end of every episode. I've been going. Check me out. On Instagram and the Bad Taste Video Podcast every episode, <laughs> my man. So it's it's my it's man. it's 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 a it, the this, the hurricane storm door swings both ways. When I can go <laughs> eat a uh, when I can go eat a veal meatball on your podcast. Yeah, well, already that was the first thing Don was like, it's like we gotta get beer. Give me me a veal meatball. Yeah, we 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 had Robkies. Robkies Italian. They fucking it it was. They let you do it in the. We um we we um, asked for forgiveness. Oh, (laughs) my man. I'll make sure there's a a bad taste video shout out on the special thanks in the new uh, methadone abortion clinic album for us, so that it pays the dues. Oh, good. Six people will say it. Six people are gonna be like, (laughs) "Fuck is bad taste video." Yeah, yeah, some guy in Europe's gonna be like, what? Who can talk to You can find me at Bad Taste Video on Instagram. You can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. We have a Patreon if you feel like helping me pay uh, for the hosting of this, since apparently these people just uh, just plug their other projects on here. Just let me use the system. I'll, I'll, hey, send me, send me, send me, send me a Venmo. I always Venmo. We offer to pay uh, this fool. Don't let him fucking fool you. <laughs> That's for down the line for when I want to fight for the rights. Yeah, you yes, never yes. paid a dime like, for any of this. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, I paid for all this. They're gonna be like, oh really? He's got a then, plan. He's not stupid. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna say, here's every week's uh, podcast yeah. show notes. Also, I wrote these out. I sign yeah. them and I stamp them. No, I go to the notarized notary. from his fucking. Yeah, job. I go to the. <laughs> I go to the, he's, yeah, he's exactly. Zuckerberg. Yeah, Zuckerberg, you yeah, guys. Zuckerberg. You two are like the brothers. With the fucking no, Zinkeldorf or whatever the fuck they were called. No, no, no. Um, Zinkeldorf. Where, what's his name? The, 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 I watched his, that cartoon. We're his partner. We're his partner that he goes in and he says a contract where he thinks all the stocks were diluted, but they weren't. Yeah. He said yeah. a thing that I'm going to be driving by you guys uh, while I'm in my Lambo. Lit Lambo. Right? That's right. Yeah, Lit Lambo. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not going to plug it anymore. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, I guess that's it. All right. 121 in the books. <laughs> that's it. 121. Can you believe God that? God damn. We're cruising. Oh, my God. Two weeks, two, one, two, three. Damn, dude. One, two, three. That's it. That's it. Put the one, two, three kid sound there. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it. Is that him banging China? Oh, man. <laughs> No, <laughs> that's 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 the that's the six inch kid. 
Oh boy. I'm sorry. Don't get cut. All that. right. That's the I'm that's a, that's better than average, Anthony. All right. We Five will inch. we will see you next week. <laughs>